So thank you all for coming. Um, I'm a, my name is Elizabeth Lalish, E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H, Lalish, L-A-L-A-S-Z. Um, I'm a nurse here. I work in the medical surgical unit. I'm on a COVID-only unit for the um, inmates from uh, the Cook County Jail. Um, we're out here tonight because there is not a shortage of personal protective equipment, PPE, but because management doesn't want to provide it to us. Uh, we need to take full airborne droplet and contact precautions and management is failing to provide adequate gowns, hair and shoe coverings to do the job. As you can see on this poster over here, these are examples. Some of them are from my unit. Um, our gowns are thin. Uh, you can splash water through them and per the FDA's assessment are not designed to protect against viruses. Um, I had a group of doctors on my COVID unit over the weekend refuse to use the replacement gowns, which are white, that the hospital provided. They said, do not use this for COVID positive patients. And so we are making our own gowns, our own hair coverings and shoe coverings out of whatever we have on hand in order to protect ourselves and our patients. Management has refused to provide hair coverings which means that the virus can land on our hair. Studies have shown that, that they land on follicles of your hair, and they are not offering us someplace to shower after our shift before we go home. So that means we take it in our cars. And unless you have a shower somewhere outside of where, you know, the majority of your family or where your family lives, we can walk into our homes and take the virus into our homes before we shower, which is part of our routine now as healthcare workers, as nurses, when we come home. But that means you could actually scatter it. Um, they refuse to provide shoe coverings, which means we are tracking the virus with our shoes across the facility, even onto the cancer units. There's one right next door to my unit and putting patients' lives at risk. We need to contain the virus as much as possible within the hospital and without shoe coverings, we are unable to do so. And RNs have made their own shoe coverings. Uh, they made them a coworker of mine. So what I did to cover my feet, I used a shower cap that I bought at Walgreens with some tape. Other people have gotten creative, as you can see, with big socks and put those on their feet. My coworker also wore the shower cap on her head last night because we don't have head coverings. Uh, a nurse has actually used one of the pillowcases that we use for patients to cover her head. That's really unacceptable. The sh hospital should provide us with the proper hair coverings, shoe coverings, and gowns. It's not just about N95 masks. It's everything. Otherwise, we are susceptible to the virus, and we are taking it to other patients, and we are going out into the community to our families and spreading the coronavirus that way. And so also, it shouldn't, with all this going on, be a surprise that our union, National Nurses United, it represents 150,000 nurses across the country, that here at Strozier, we have the second highest number of nurses who have been tested to be COVID positive, next to Kaiser Permanente in California, which is a huge healthcare um, conglomerate, you know, HMO. 
We have 20,000 members there. We're second to that. And we are the safety net and public safety net hospital in the city. And that is completely unacceptable that we are second um, in, in this country. Without the proper PPE, we fall ill and management is responsible. We demand gowns, shoe and hair coverings, and all other PPE necessary to allow us to safely care for the public. Thank you. Hi, I'm Genevieve Lewis. I'm a nurse here at Stroger. G-E-N-E-V-I-E-V-E, -E -E, last name Lewis, L-E-W-I-S. And I work in the neonatal intensive care unit upstairs. Our nurses are doing a job that carries a risk to our lives, our families, and our community. The hospital should at least provide us with proper protection, and they are not doing this. Several of our neonatal nurses, including myself, were bullied and intimidated by management to remove our level four coveralls, which do not confer, which do confer protection from viruses. We had to invoke our union rights and refuse to remove our coveralls when working with suspected COVID-19 patients. We are a public safety, hosp safety net hospital. We should take the lead in stopping and controlling coronavirus. Instead, our hospital administrators over there are being negligent and irresponsible. We shouldn't have to fight management and the virus. We want policymakers to ensure that all hospitals nationwide have proper level four PPE to protect our nurses so we can do all our jobs responsibly and with peace of mind. Management needs to stop harassing nurses who are simply trying to protect themselves and their families from this virus. Hi, my name is Consuelo Vargas, C-O-N-S-U-E-L-O, -E Vargas, V as in Victor, A-R-G-A-S. I'm an ER nurse here at Stroger Hospital. Management is not following directives from the Chicago Department of Public Health nor federal OSHA. Cook County Health and Hospital System is obligated to screen all staff for COVID-19 symptoms before and after their scheduled shifts. This is not being done. I have not been screened during this crisis, nor have my colleagues. Management must screen all staff for symptoms and should take their temperatures as well. Currently, management is not tracking staff who have been exposed to COVID and isolating them. Instead, it instructs staff to work until they have symptoms, even after exposures. This could be exposures to patients or our coworkers. There's nurses throughout the hospital that have been out on COVID and none of their colleagues were checked to see if they had symptoms or tested or swabbed. According to the CDC, 25% of those infected may never have symptoms, yet may still pass the infection to others. This policy puts patients and staff at risk. We are demanding contact tracing and testing for those who are exposed regardless of symptoms. We are demanding a policy where those who are infected are not forced to keep working and endanger others. Hi, my name is Vanessa Garcia, V-A-N-E-S-S-A, G-A-R-C-I-A. -A. I'm a combined rail operator for the Chicago Transit Authority. I operate trains on the blue line. We are here to support them because we are a union as well. We are bringing the patients, the nurses to the hospitals. We are also 
We need protective gear as well to save our lives because we have family at home. I tested positive a couple weeks ago and uh, my whole family tested positive. Uh, all we're trying to do is help them to get their protective gear and also us, we need to be protected as well. Um, my name is Eric Slater, E-R-E-K-S-L-A-T-E-R. -E um, Vanessa, I, I, I operate the 50 Damon bus about 100 feet from here uh, for the last 14 years. Um, and Vanessa here, she operates the, the blue line uh, for many years as well. And so we bring passengers to this hospital and the other hospitals in this area. Um, we've been doing that throughout this pandemic. Uh, we are on the same front lines as the, the hospital and, and, and workers here in this hospital and other hospitals. Um, I want to say that um, I, 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 uh, our president of ATU, Amalgamated Transit Union Local 241 wanted to be here, could not come and asked me to speak on his behalf. Um, I, I want to just talk about some of the same issues that uh, our, our brothers and sisters as nurses and, and other custodial workers and other workers in the hospitals are facing. We have three dead co-workers in the Chicago Transit Authority uh, that I know of for a fact. Um, many, many, myself, I got COVID-19 uh, and many of my coworkers in my bus garage who drive that 50 Damon bus 100 feet away uh, have, have had to go home. We're very, very concerned that uh, we do not have the necessary proper uh, equipment, testing, uh, and protocol from our employer and from the city and state and federal government to be able to safely operate our buses. We're very concerned that the Chicago Transit Authority and Pace Suburban is a transmission belt of the virus. If the, the necessary steps are not being taken fast enough to make sure that we're not overloading our brothers and sisters here in the hospitals. We want to make sure that, that the people who, who are working on the buses and trains get the proper testing, that we get the proper equipment and the proper training. And if we need to be off the buses and trains or other work that we do, that we're paid to do so. Um, those are some of the things that, that we, are, we have the same concerns as our brothers and sisters here uh, in the hospitals. And I just want to say that there really is nobody else on the front line. There's nobody, a lot of people are on sitting at home. And it's, it's frontline workers like transit workers, like nurses and other hospital workers that have to lead this fight because it's personal. Right, my my father goes to the VA across the street and just got out of uh, out of uh, uh, intensive care, right? And it was because of the hard work of of doctors and nurses and other hospital workers that he's he came back healthy, and in our families, our communities are dying. We're we're watching what's going around the world and what's what's not. We have to stand up, especially union workers, and link arms and fight this fight that no one else is willing to fight for us. So thank you to all the medical workers here. I've got a question. Who are these managers that are placing their uh, budgets or their profits ahead of your health? And who are they responsible to? Uh, the county board? Is that who they're acting on behalf of? Dreckwinkle that is telling them save money, endanger the nurses, and everybody who goes into this institution from what you described has the potential Right. being exposed. Mm -hmm. So the managers are all hired. Um, um, they're, they're the ones that run our units. 
and they're the direct level managers that work with us. And those are the managers that are telling us to remove our coveralls. And coveralls have been shown to actually um, reduce people's chances of getting the virus. And level four gowns are the only kind of gown out there that can stop viral penetration. And they're giving us level one and twos. Which, which anything can go through it, water, blood, anything. And, um, and these are the, the direct level managers that work with the nursing staff, the frontliners. They're the ones that are, you know, telling you, take your coveralls off. You don't need that, you know. And, and it's not like we don't have the, the items. We do have items, but they're, you know, keeping them or they're not giving them to us. There's been plenty masks I've heard have come into the hospital and where are they? You know, that's my question. Um, I don't know if you guys want to add to this too, because um, you know, like, I feel like it's it's really it's just them. It might be above them as well, their bosses. So I think it's really like the the first level and then the the second level, definitely of nursing of nursing. Yeah, is nursing management. Um, it's actually upper hospital management. They're saying that these things are not necessary. So. And people do know that there's an independent board that runs the hospital, right? And they need to be made aware. They have been made aware. Uh, President Preckwinkle has been made aware. I mean, we are pushing to say that if you have these, you need to give them and not hold them for the future, right? And we need them now for the COVID units. And it is incumbent upon them. And I realize there's a national shortage. There's a fundamental problem with the system of healthcare right now and the distribution of PPE and the lack of preparation for this pandemic that has put us into this situation. So we can go all the way to the top and we can look at both parties and they are both responsible, both at the, you know, at the federal level for this complete bungling of this pandemic. But yes, it comes from upper management in this hospital and they need to be held accountable. And we need to actually have that in the sense of saying we need to have this right now, not for later. And otherwise it puts us at risk, our patients at risk, and we will carry it into the community. Hospitals become actual centers of COVID disease and spreading rather than stopping it the way hospitals have always been seen as places that are safe for people to come if they're sick. Did you have any? I have one more. Do you, okay, think you, there, do you think that there's uh, an inappropriate or uh, a poor understanding it, yeah. of uh, a poor philosophy in approaching how to allocate resources for this pandemic, which is right here, thinking that when it gets worse, they'll use this special equipment as opposed to putting it up front, like doing the maintenance, doing the protection now to stop it here instead of trying to deal with a further flare-up. So they're, the, to answer your question, they're not protecting anything right now, when, not when nurses are coming down with COVID. I don't know who they're protecting. All they're doing is causing more problems. I need my coworkers at my side, you know? I, we need to work as a team. 
We have nurses from other units going to other units that are not their specialty. And we need those specialty nurses there to help train them, get them oriented, help them along the way in caring for these patients that they are not used to caring for. So they're not protected. Like, why are we, what are, there's no reason to wait to hand out the PPE. Um, we have not had a nurse die in our hospital yet. I know other hospitals have. Down the block, they've had one already at UIC. It's too late. There's nothing to protect us for them down the line if, we're, if we never get there. So they need to be transparent about how much PPE we have and how to use the PPE because the policy has changed so many times. It's impossible to keep track. You can ask 10 nurses in this hospital, what is the, hospital, what is the policy on PPE? And you're going to get 10 different answers because it's impossible to keep track of what we're supposed to be doing and how we're supposed to use it. I have my own PPE. I went to the hardware store, I bought my shoe covers, I ordered running caps online because I couldn't find surgical caps, and I bought N95s for a medical mission that I was supposed to go on last year that I never went on. So I have my N95s from that, but I'm running out. So I've already ordered a respirator and filters that I can change. I'm not waiting, I cannot wait for them. My family needs me. And somebody mentioned bullying, that people, are nurses and staff are being bullied oh, yes. in the time of a crisis. That sounds like inept, poor, and actually criminal leadership in a national health crisis, which has a focal point right here. Somebody want to speak to that? Yes. Yes, I was actually bullied on the neonatal ICU by our managers. Um, and several of our nurses were bullied. One morning uh, when they walked in, they said, everyone needs to remove these bunny suits, which are the coveralls. And um, they said, you don't need this. The CDC doesn't recommend this. But I said, if you read further in the CDC guidelines, not just the COVID-19 section, but if you read further, it talks about levels to gowns. And I told the, the bosses, I said, I said, there are levels to gowns. And we don't want to wear the yellow gowns because those are only level one and two. The virus will strike right through the gown and hit our scrubs. They want us to wear our green scrubs and a yellow gown. That's not enough protection. This virus doesn't just pass through the respiratory um, tract, through the nose, the mouth, and the eyes. It also passes on, on surfaces. And a surface is like our arms. And the virus will go right through there. So I said, we need level four protection. If you read further at the FDA guidelines and the CDC, they say level four is the only level that is approved for viral protection. And, and when I confronted them with this, they just kind of said, talk to the command center, talk to somebody else, and had a big argument. Um, I believe it is the hospital command center. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but that wasn't enough. That wasn't a good answer for me. You know, and then they continuously say, wear the yellow gown. Well, I want a level, not a color, a level. Level of protection is very important because, like I said, this virus is very contagious. Um, we will catch it, and if you're, all of our nursing staff is out for 18 days on quarantine, who's going to take care of the patients? You know, that's my biggest question. And, and if we're spreading it to each other, I'm working with a lot of COVID-19 positive nurses, staff, janitors, things like that. We're not, we're not containing this virus. We're spreading it throughout the community. You know, once we leave here and we're COVID positive, it's going to pass everywhere. 
So that's my, my question. As a, as a public safety net hospital, you have a responsibility and a duty to protect the public and the nurses and everyone else. So, and that is not being done. 